Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here from View from the Cheap Seats podcast. And this week we have one of the best sports writers in the game. And he's got a great podcast as well. Jonah Carey joins us on the podcast. Did you have fun on View from the Cheap Seats, Jonah? I had the most fun and my commute was about 14 steps down to my living room. We did it in your living room. We're in Denver. It's a little road. uh, I'm going to call it a road victory for us all. We all There's no one I want to talk to more than who right now during these baseball playoffs than than Jonah Jonah Carey. Carey. So join us on this episode because we take the deepest dive. Let me just say there is a three a <laughs> Mordecai three, three finger, finger brown reference. There you go. That's and by there. the way, Gar Ryness is not here. I'm kissing him. I'm, I'm giving love. a shout out now. I feel like he always needs to be at least in spirit. When we love talk. to the batting stance yes. guy. Guys, I want to tell you about a great sponsor I have, Bompus. They're premium high performance athletic socks, and they're so comfortable you're never going to want to take them off. And because socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters, for every pair of socks purchased, Bompus donates one pair of those to those in need. Almost 1 million pairs donated to date. 15% off the first purchase of four or more socks. Plus free shipping. So go to getbompus.com slash feral and buy some comfortable socks. Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. You hear that theme song there? That music playing? Well, that guy singing and the guy who wrote it and the guy playing them funky keyboards, he's my guest today, Josh Caldwell from Les Blanks, Holy Folk, and uh, he's an all-around awesome, super creative guy, and we have a pretty interesting conversation about creativity and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, well, we recorded, there was a lot of um, thumping and bumping going on in my apartment and airplanes, so there was a couple interruptions, just so you know. Um, you just It's what you do when you do these podcasts, you just sometimes you have those uh, interruptiones. Uh, this is my 53rd episode, this is entering into year two of conversations with Matt Dwyer, and... I don't know. Can you hear my dog crunching his food? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. There's something I love about his crunching where it's just like, crunch, 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 But I digress. Anyway, I've been curious about, um, I've been thinking a lot in the last few weeks of what, what turn do I make with conversations with Matt Dwyer? I'm really trying to um, figure that out. So I think, uh, I, I don't know, I did a lot of the political stuff last year and I'm sure that'll be a part of the upcoming year, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. I I think I want to kind of start exploring some other avenues of life and the world, and um, I don't know, like talking with Josh Caldwell about creativity, or I don't know. I I have some very interesting political guests or lawyers and whatnot uh, and documentarians slated for interviews, but I, I kind of, I don't know. I just, if you guys can think of anything, feel free to uh, message me. Uh, you can email me at conversationswithdewire at gmail. I'd like to know what you like and what you think, because I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going to keep talking to people that fascinate me, but I feel like I want to switch gears a little bit, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but you know what? I think that kind of sums up life. We don't know what the fuck we're doing half the time anyway. (laughs) 
Or at least me. I can't speak for you. I'm sorry if I did. Uh, I'm a meandering idiot who... Me, that's it. Meandering. I'm an idiot. Or maybe um, enlightened. And I'm sure a lot of people thought Buddha was an idiot. Just some kind of guy sitting there under a tree staring off into space. Doesn't really seem like the brightest thing on earth, does it? I don't, and, you know, if you sit under a tree, you're inevitably going to get some bird shit on you. Enlightened or not, birds are going to shit on you. I'm sure Jesus got it, you know. You can't tell me Jesus wasn't like doing Sermon on the Mount and a dove flew by and dropped some bird shit on him. I'll tell you this. The next year of Conversations with Matt Dwyer, there is going to be a lot of talk about historical and spiritual figures getting shit on. Just so you know, that is definitely the direction I'm going to head in. Uh, let's get into this uh, great conversation with uh, Josh Caldwell. It's, a, it's weird to try to talk to you in a formal context because we've had so many in-depth conversations while milling about the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah, and now we have two microphones. Yeah. I've always, I've, this has been my plan though since day one. We should, when we walk around in the future, we should both have microphones. Yeah, that way didn't make or life the, head, the headset kind where they're... Um... So would you say you're the front man of Les Blanks and Holy Folk or... Uh, definitely not Holy Folk. That's uh, kind of a, it's everybody. We're all kind of the front men of that band because there's a bunch of different writers from different bands. You don't do all the singing, right? No, I don't. I did. I did. Keith, as far as I'm concerned, you do. Just so you know. Okay. Um, Keith Wagner and I started that. And so it kind of started with us two just being out of work and writing songs together. And then other guys came in recently. And so it's like, and everybody's a writer. So that that's a whole hodgepodge of people doing different things and playing on each other's stuff and if somebody else can't get it then somebody else tries and um was that a hard switch from going from pretty much doing all the Les Blanks music into into that um to collaborating because I collaborated and then went to stand-up because I got tired of collaborating <laughs> then I've milled back to mill milled milled milled's not a word milled. no I think right. not in that context I knew what you meant um oh yeah uh no, no. Actually, it was really easy. It was actually really fun to record that way. Um, uh, I guess because it was like, you just did what worked, you know? So if something didn't work, somebody else tried it. So it, it was kind of really freeing, you know? Not um, uh, The big thump in the my thump, Yeah, that's... Some, one of my neighbors is doing... Somebody's doing a lot of thumping. I'm, I'm half the time think there's like just like torsos of bodies being thrown on a counter. yeah. Maybe somebody's, um, um, I don't have anything. Um, <laughs> I was reaching. Um, yeah. But you went to film school, right? Like music was, was that not like the main, like, did, am I nuts? Did you go to film school? Well, it wasn't really like a film program. I mean, it was, it was communication arts, which is like, I did a lot more theater actually. And there was a, it was really no film there. There was some video production, but it was all ancient gear but we learned some theory, and I took some film history classes, and it was kind of a, a mishmash again. Of it's things. like a real art school where you just kind of fucking... It was a art school, and I was there for that, but then I did other things. I didn't want to leave, so I kept I started doing more philosophy classes, and then I was trying to do an English major, and that went to a minor, and then I, did, I just didn't want to go. 
I loved it. <laughs> I loved it and I hated it. I you, didn't, you were afraid of the real world or you just didn't want to leave school? Um, I think probably both at the time in some ways. I mean, I, I wanted to go, but I didn't want to go. I was excited about what else would happen, but I also kind of liked the security of just hanging out. It was a small town and you could, you could just kind of do whatever you wanted. And What town was it? It's Sherman, Texas. Okay, and you're proper, you grew up in Texas? Yeah, I grew up in Austin, but I'm from Birmingham. Alabama? Yeah, I was born in, and I was there in Birmingham, Alabama, and then, but I don't remember that. We moved when I was two. So you, you, you so Austin's all I really knew growing up. And that's like a vibrant, creative town to like, grow up in, isn't it? I think so, yeah, it was great. I feel like, I mean, I don't know, I felt like I was surrounded by, or I surrounded myself with, lots of musicians and people making whatever art and um so it seemed like that was everywhere but i think that was kind of everywhere it was real free form and uh, it seemed like um anything you could just kind of do whatever when when you say you were starting like were you doing that as a kid were you like one of those guys who's like like i picked up a guitar at four uh kind of i mean i played piano when i was real little that's the first instrument i remember just making stuff up on and um before I knew anything, just kind of did it. Um, and then I took lessons. I took piano lessons, and I, I played saxophone in the, in the band. Um, guitar came. I didn't. I got a guitar uh, when I went to college and just taught myself that. Um, so I just kind of accumulated instruments as I went along. Um, do you still have a saxophone? I do. Yeah, have I play you, I, I, a bunch of the Les Blanks. All, any saxophone on the Les Blanks albums. I never are, knew that. It's in there, but a lot of times it's buried, so you can't really... You're kind of like a prince or a Billy Corgan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with the prince. I like that. Yeah, Billy Corgan's kind of... kind of kind of know what, what I think about him. I, li- Billy Cor- I, I, I liked the Smashing Pumpkins when they were happening. I could never get into them. And now I kind of hear some stuff. That's something I'm trying to do now in my life is like listen to music that I was really judgmental about in the past yeah. with new new ears, as you say. And, even, and it's... And I'm finding out, like, I really like a lot of... I was like, oh, man, I totally fucking missed out on some great stuff by being a judgmental prick. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot of bands I feel like I missed um, that I wish I could see now that I just didn't... I didn't get it at the time. I don't know. I just... I think there's that, too. Your your maturity... Like, you... The more music you listen to, the more sort of a reference you have... Which when you're fucking 21 and you've, or like even in your teens and you've just had Rush and Led Zeppelin shoved down your yeah, throat, yeah. you don't have a great reference level. And you're, but you're still like, uh, you're going to be cocky about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's all you know. Uh, Did you grow up in that sort of bullshit where it was just like, doors, Zeppelin, Rush, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I mean, I definitely, my brothers were the influence on a lot of my music. One was more like, I got like ACDC and Van Halen kind of from one. And then I feel like the other was like, I don't know, it was a mix. It was a, it, it was again, it was a mix of like that kind of just what everybody, what you heard on classic rock stations. But then there was also, um, you know, meat puppets in there. So that was, I don't know, which I don't, that didn't really fit in with all that. So. Within that mishmash? Like <clears throat> yeah. that wasn't something you discovered and was like, holy no, shit, they, what's this? Some of that I discovered that way, but then some was just, like, again, my brothers would turn me on to, like, the replacements. Like, I was really into the replacements in, like, junior high. That was what the first concert I went to. was a, It was Tom Petty, uh, and the replacements opened. And that's all because of him. I wouldn't have not known. I mean, Tom Petty I would have known about, you know, because he was 
big, but the replacements, I don't know. Yeah, we see, it was in my hometown, it was like, there was, you got nothing. <laughs> it's like, you got all the classic rock, and I remember even as a kid, it's like, I don't need to hear Leonard, I don't need to hear Leonard Skinner anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I was, and then somebody turned me on a, I guess it's a little pre-replacements, but it was like, Violent Femmes and yeah, stuff like that. Like airplanes. And airplanes. <laughs> I like that when I do, uh, it's always quiet. I do your interview and there's thumping and airplanes. Yes, yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> I think some like uh, military guys are going to come marching by soon. I want some other people just to show up that you don't know. But like was, the, but it, was that sort of a, was always a road you knew you were going to be, you're like, I'm going to fucking be creative or is it just, I'm going to do music or was you, were you just sort of a spiraling, like I'm going to go after everything? I thought I was going to be a filmmaker in some way. In in sixth grade, I decided I was going to be a filmmaker, and because I, I was really into special effects, like gore, and um, I'd get Fangora magazine, which would have like how they did whatever, and they'd have like centerfolds of like gory scenes from movies. I'd put that on my wall and watch all the horror movies I could. And um, my mom bought me a book, uh, How ILM Industrial Light Magic Started, which was like all Lucas and everything, and. Um, so it started there, and then it just kept growing, uh, and it was always film. So, and didn't think I would ever do anything with music. Actually, it wasn't till probably really until I got out in L.A. that I thought maybe I'll, you know, do something with a band and maybe actually try to go. I don't know. So you hadn't like written songs or any of that. Shit? I'd written stuff, but I just didn't. I didn't really. It wasn't. There was never an intention to do anything with music ever. Actually, which is strange to me now. I love doing it, but I just thought, like, it was always, for some reason in my head, it was always film. I was going to be a filmmaker, and I didn't know exactly what that meant. Um, but I think I was just fascinated with it. And music was just, like, something you did. Isn't it? Don't you think that's kind of weird that it took that such a, I mean... No, it is. I think it's real weird. I don't, I don't know why... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I was always just following whatever. I didn't... I didn't know... Uh, like I didn't even think of myself as like some kind of artist or something like that till much later too. I always thought that sounded really silly to me when people would say <laughs> that, you know, like I'm an artist or whatever. But then I realized everything, I, at some point I realized everything I do is like some form of art, you know, that's what I keep getting drawn to. So it's like, well, I guess that's what, I guess that's what I am. You know, why is it? Sense. Why do you, because I feel like I get ashamed to say I'm an artist. It's like, I don't just do comedy bullshit. I write right. and uh, stuff. But it's like, well, I think, Maybe just because sometimes you, the people that go around saying that a lot are kind of fr people that freak me out. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, there's a lot it's of kind of baggage. A lot of baggage with that word. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. You're a real asshole. But it's but it's and then like we we're talking about Wayne Wright. It's like White, Wayne White. It's hard to say that. I've been trying to say it to people too recently. <laughs> but it's like you know that guy. He could say he's an artist. Yeah. And it's like he's totally. He's he an is. artist. Like, he's like a hundred percent. He, you that it's so inspiring. Like you were saying, it, it's because he just did it and didn't. There was no. It didn't seem like there was any hesitation. Like, you know, which I think is common when you're doing stuff like this. Is like there's a lot of doubt. Like, am I even? I should be making money, or like, why isn't this working, or why is nobody listening, or whatever. It's like all those kind of like, why don't people get it? Um, but he, you know, when the when you see people that just go, they're just like running like through the field and making whatever yeah um, but he has to have internal like i don't know i it's it's something i've really been struggling with lately is it like i feel like i've constantly been at some kind of 
conflict <laughs> about something. I'm like, how the? F- I mean, do you feel that way? Yeah. Like, is it constantly like, what the fuck is this song? What is like? Yeah, I I think if I didn't have the people around me that I can bounce ideas off of, um, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd get anything done because I there's definitely people that I know that I can trust that I can throw something at and that they'll they'll be honest with me. They'll be like, nah, or like keep going. Um, I mean, I'm constantly making recently, especially since I have uh, I got an iPhone in the last few years and I've been able to like make little recordings and then I'll send them to people and I'll be like, yay or nay, you know, and they'll be like, meh, or like, keep going. And that helps me just to be like, cause sometimes I don't know what I'm writing. I mean, it's like, it's like that kind of perspective perspective you can have on something. If you've given it a year and you come back to it and you're like, Oh, that really sucks. Or that was awesome. Um, but in, do you, in the moment, I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever have like those moments where you're like, like, fuck this, like you just, you're possessed and it just happens, and you're like, "How did that happen?" <laughs> yeah, that well, that happens too. I mean, when that happens, it's like I mean, it's that's when it's magic. It's like when you've done something and it just keeps coming out, and you don't know where it's coming from. Or when you bring it's happened a lot with Les Blanks, where I would come in with a song, and it would just be a thing. I mean, that's how we had uh, how it worked a lot. There's some stuff was we came up together, but I would come in with all the changes and like here it is, and then it would just transform right in front of me and turn into something totally different. When when you know. Uh, whoever, whatever lineup was at that time would put their parts on it. It just, it just made, it just suddenly became much bigger than me. So, and much cooler than I ever could have imagined. That's, you know, so I think that, that, that band in particular, the sound of that band is not, is not me at all. It's, I might be a beginning point, but it just turns into something else over time and we'll play it and play it and play it until it, it turns into something um, totally different. Unlike the Holy Folk stuff, which is, we didn't, we did it the opposite. We just recorded stuff and then now we're learning how to play it or we have been. So it's been like backwards. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think anybody is, I, I think it's pretty rare that there's an artist or creative person who's solely like, like I always wonder, it's like, does Woody Allen like give his script to somebody and be like, Hey Barry, what do you think? <laughs> it's like because I don't know anybody who doesn't do that. Yeah, I don't know if they. I, mean, I feel like those guys probably have editors that help them. They must. They must. Maybe there's some folks that can just do it. I don't. That's not me. I. I definitely need some kind of input, or, you know, not always. I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like, no, this is good. But even some of that stuff later, I listen back to, and I'm like, and I had people tell me at the time, like, yeah. And then I look back at it later, and I'm like, yeah, they were right. That wasn't very good. Or those lyrics were really bad, or whatever. It's weird how you can get confused about, like, I've had moments where I'm like, this is fucking good. Yeah. And then after a little while, I'm like, oh, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how, how could you think that? Like, it's like you almost get your ego, I don't, like, you tell, you deceive your own ego or something. I don't know what, like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you, you're just like, of course it's good. It's me, and yeah. then which is always the worst place to be, <laughs> creatively anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to know in the moment. Sometimes that's all I know is like it's why it's good to like let stuff sit for a minute. Maybe you know you know what that with writing. You can write something whether it's a scene or a song or whatever. You know probably, and then 
come back to it a week later and you see it totally different, you know? It's like, yeah, I feel like I rush stuff. Like, I always am like, all right, that's good. And then I'll give it to somebody and they'll be like, uh, no. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and you're like, fuck. Like, I think there's that want to, you want it to be really easy, but it never is. Well, I bet with comedy, it is, it seems like you're kind of writing and literally out testing it right away. There's no, like, you don't need to, you don't have to figure all these things out with a band or you don't have to write a script and then go through all these revisions and it's made into a movie or whatever. It's like, comedy is so immediate. That's what kind of amazing. You see you guys up there with, like, literally with, like, notepads. Maybe they wrote something right before the show and they're trying it out right then. So that, yeah, that's, to me, I don't, I don't know how that seems. I guess you're just testing it. This is You like, just have to be, you have to be prepared to completely fail and be humiliated and it will stick with you for a week yeah. if not more i bet and like i had a great show last night and it'll be with me it's already faded like but if that if i would have bombed last night i would st i probably would have canceled this interview <laughs> like i would have been like i would have been, i would just have been like uh, let's fucking watch netflix it's too bad it's not the other way around like the, the good ones last and the yeah and i mean the, the when you do bomb you that's really when you really kind of learn the most yeah can you bomb as a musician on stage yeah like not that you're unprepared and not together but can the audience just be like i guess yeah right yeah no i think there's crowds there's and there's bands that are really good at g connecting with crowds and then there's other bands that i i don't know if they do as well um and but what's weird, though, is I've experienced, and I had to learn just to kind of be like, great, you know, when people would say stuff after a show, is like, I could play one of the worst shows ever, or the whole band could, and then people come up and they're like, that show was great, you know, and so I don't know if they're, are they lying, or do they maybe, and some of them seem genuine, like, that was awesome, you know, and you're like, so you're like, whatever they're experiencing is not what I'm experiencing, so, you know, and I could have the best show ever, you know, that's like magic, and I'm floating, and then it doesn't seem like anybody else is like, so I this, I feel like it's two different experiences ha are actually happening. Every so often, though, it's when it all clicks together, it's like that's magic. Yeah, I would think if it if you're you you two or something that it's because uh, the, the everyone's so fucking excited to be there anyway. Maybe not everyone for you. You mean you two? The well, I'm just meant like I was just meant like some big band that everybody yeah. like. If you have people who are just going, yeah, those guys probably rarely have a bad show. Subjectively, that is. <laughs> You mean from the audience perspective? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it bands that big that you could just, they could just half-ass it and people think they're great. That's probably true. As long as the sound is semi-decent. That's, yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I feel like that's the thing that kills a lot of shows is when sound's off. That's when I feel like you can see either the the artist or the band is really frustrated. That will frustrate a band more than anything else was when the sound's not working, it seems like. Or then also for the crowd, they're just like, oh, it sounds horrible, you know? Or they don't, and even if you don't know... People will even be like, there was something, that band was weird, you know? And it's just because it, it sounded, it was mixed wrong, or it was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm too old, I can't stand through most shows anyway. <laughs> I, I get that way too. I, I feel like sometimes, halfway show, I'm like, I'm really liking this, but I want to go home, like, right now, at the same time. It's like a weird, like, I don't, but maybe that's just a patient. I get, I'm just really I kind of like, I'm that way, I mean, I'm that way with novels and everything, where I'm like, okay, I got it. Like, yeah. I got the gist of this. I don't need more. And if like if uh, the rock venues could have just a couple lazy boys for guys like me, yeah, because my knees get hurting hammocks like in the like up so you could see, and you don't have to stand behind the it's kids just like a sitting hammock, or like a f yeah, yeah. I'm into that. I would love to have a. Uh, that's why the troubadour is great because you can go upstairs and sit. 
I love the Troubadour. And um, I've never played there. I hope I can someday. But um, yeah, it's just it's an awesome there's a, That's one of those venues that there's such a mystique. Because it's like, for me, it's like, yeah. that's where Lenny Bruce, Lenny Bruce got arrested there twice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Tom Waits kind of like got his chops there. Yeah. It's incredible uh, this, that who's been on that stage. That's why I kind of want to play there. Because it's just like, it's, it's like, it's like the Holy Grail, I think, in LA to play. I mean, there's probably, I don't know. I can't think of a better place. I mean, there's probably bigger venues that are cooler in some sense. But that's like... It's like the and it's a weird shape. It's pretty. I've played it. Have you? I have. I was Did in. You, a, I had, was in. I was playing in between. There was some weird thing where they had comics between bands, and uh, which is always a bad idea. And it was my birthday, and a friend of mine was thrown. I had. I have no record. The next day, I woke. I was in a blackout, mm-hmm. and the next day, I woke up, and I was like, "Oh, that was terrible." And then it was like slowly getting texts of what I. I guess I was like while the band before me was tearing down. I was saying how they fucked one another. Oh. <laughs> but they were uh they were like uh like fallout boy bad like they were like my friend dan was like these guys would like suck these guys would do anything to be famous like they don't care about quality they just they just want fame did you see so you got billed like you didn't know i had no idea i just went to this thing and they, they had a number of con- well the bands would tear down and you know we would just be on stage and yeah how do you feel about that mixture i always feel like that it, it's it's comedy and music are like kind of weird siblings but then at the same time it's hard to make it work you know what i mean like like we played one of your comedy nights and it didn't work out (laughs) it was weird like people didn't know what to do i was nervous at the jail guitar doors thing because i was like wayne and wayne was insistent on going in the middle i was like oh those guys who go up after him it's good but that's such a presence and his thing is so rad that i think it just people just went with it yeah, I've tried it a number of times, and it seems like the kind of thing that should really work, but right. it just, it just, it just can't. Unless it's like, like somebody doing a couple folk tunes, I think. Yeah. In between, like, oh, here's like I saw Fiona Apple do Paul F. Tompkins show with John Bryan, and they did a couple songs, and it was incredible. And then they went back to the comedy stuff, and it worked. Yeah. But it's but if it's like a band like you guys, where it's like it's pretty raw energy yeah it's big it's just a weird even if it's before middle or after it's just it's such a shift of energy that it's yeah that's probably what it is energy it's big and then quite you know yeah yeah do you uh oh yeah what was the like <laughs> you are you laughing because i looked at my notes no i just i was excited to see what what, what you were gonna ask i was there oh just like yeah i mean i, I don't know if it's backtracking or whatever but like you had like meat puppets and all that stuff, but was there anything like that was like one day you're listening to music and then you hear this one thing and it's never the fucking same again? Like you're just like, where you're just like, what the fuck is this? Um, and was it Sugar Ray? <laughs> yeah. Summer. Uh, I wonder if there is somebody out there who was just like, I loved music and it was, and then I heard Sugar Ray and, then and everything was just. Different since then. There's somebody. There has to be. And, uh, That's what I... Like, how do people have... Like, why are there so many... Like, I never hear good music in the car next to me. I never go, oh, you're listening to Tom Waits. It's... Oh, why do you have any... Is It's like, why is there so much bad music out there? I don't know. That's a... Because, um... I, mm, I guess just because you play music doesn't mean you have to have the answer for that. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a. This is a lot of weird. People have weird taste. I, I, is it just like a lack of curiosity? Because like I seek out shit all the time. Like, well, don't you feel like that you tend to like stuff that 
that um, uh, you kind of want to break down and figure out what's going on or like there's some kind of like I think people like things that are like they, they don't, don't want to think about too much you know that has a good melody and good harmonies and like um, that's not too complicated like life is so kind of hard they want something to just kind of they, they like the, the feel of it and they're not really trying to break down what's going on it like the lyrics they're not really that focused on or or they're the lyrics are that's what's great about really good pop music I think is that like if it's says if it's broad enough that someone can project onto um, then they project onto that song and then they identify with it and then they connect with it and there's a great hook in there I mean really well construct, can, constructed pop music is amazing that way I think I don't know if I like all of it but when it works that way, it's like a weird, you know. Yeah. You you become that that story that they're telling, and then um, someone was just talking about this day with Faith Hill, like her stuff. She writes about what's going on in her life, and people really identify with that. And um, I feel like that's what everybody does, but maybe not. But um, but whatever she's doing is working because people really like her. I don't know where that. I don't. I don't either. either. But I. I mean, I've heard it at some point. But it's like she. She has a recombination of something, and it's definitely like... Yeah, lyrics are, have always been like a super important... Like, I used to sit when when records first were popular, yeah. <laughs> when that's all the the only option there was. But I would, like, sit with the the sleeve and read the lyrics yeah. and... I don't, I, Look at the band and or the picture. And yeah, I've kind of... I mean, it's cool. I'm kind of glad vinyl has made a comeback because I feel like that is just as important as a part of the experience as just the so- music, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, even just the looking for the music, I, you know, going out and digging for it and or finding it or just that process of like, it's like going to a video store and looking through all the, it's like the act of the, of doing that was um, fun. And then like, you could still do that, like browsing through a thing on your thing, but I don't like, yeah, I don't like, not, they have it where you can flip through the iTunes, like, so it's kind of like, but it's yeah. like, it's like. I want to pick it up, like, I want to read, like, you don't, can't, there's not really anything you can read anymore. Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it could get, especially with, like, albums that had, like, you know, gatefolds or whatever that opened up, and there was, like, this whole other world in there, or there, or even, like, CDs, with the way they had books with them, you could read all this, like, great liner notes, or, like, um. Yeah, that's, I think that's a shame to me, because, like, I learned, not just, like, so much about music, but, like, liner notes, like, even old comedy records had them, and it's, like, you learn just you learn about other music because they're like reference all these other bands or people and it's like it's like a little education where it's like now you just I don't even know most of the names of songs I like anymore. Like I will be like, oh, I know that's Ty Seagal. Right. I can't tell you any of his. I know he's got a song called Bread. That's about the. <laughs> well, there was a period too with CDs too that I just knew track. I love track four. There was before I knew the song title and then it became I just knew what track it was. And now yeah, I don't even know. Isn't that weird? It is kind of weird. It seems. But I guess the other side of that, though, is that other than the losing the experience of like going out and talking to the guy who owns the record shop and that whole thing, but if you if you if you're not stuck on that, all that information now is online. Whereas before, that online thing wasn't there. So if you did want to learn about something, you had to go talk to somebody or you had to read liner notes. Because they also do, or I guess read magazines like rock magazines or something, or some like music rag yeah, or something. Yeah, now it's all like on Wiki. Now it's like bands actually have blogs. You can read about, you can watch what they're, do, you know. Some, not everybody does it. Maybe some of them aren't. Well, they they should. The good ones do. I mean, I don't. I I know. I've I've found out about. I don't know. It's a. Uh, 
It does. It does make me sad. I mean, I'm part of the problem. I think though too. I don't go out to record stores as much anymore. I don't go to video stores. They're all dying. Yeah, there's a great video store in South Pass. There's a video tech. I get or, or no. Something. I forget. That's it's where I bought mission. your that Bo Diddley record. I bought you for your birthday was from there. It is on at the video store or at the a yeah. Record they had store? like a record bin and they oh, had wow. like a bunch of blues records. I was like, and we were meeting for breakfast. So I was like, I guess I get him a. I guess I have to get him a present. So I'm very obligated. I just recently I've been reading the the Keith Richards book the about his life and he talks about um, Bo Diddley and the Open G. Um, I don't really have a point to the story, but you just made me think of that. So I, I tuned my guitar to Open G and was playing the, it. I don't know what that means. It just it sounds like everything I played sounded like Led Zeppelin, which was kind of a bummer. But um, not that I hate Led Zeppelin. I know you. you I know, know I've I've, I've been very vocal about. I'm trying to reapproach Led Zeppelin too. There, I mean, when you talk about like, yeah, they're definitely one of those bands I was into, and now I can't. You know, you just hear it so much. It's just I can't really. I just I, his voice really gets me. Yeah, it is kind of. It's it's high. It's, pitched and yeah, it's intense just, and kind of spooky sometimes. I can't. Like, how do you go, when you're going to be creative, do you have, like, what do you do? Do you actually, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. No, but I mean, like, because, like, I will sit down and just be like, all right, like, I'll force something out of myself. And sometimes, do, or do you always sit down and have a idea um, do you like have a writing schedule? No, I mean I do. Uh, sometimes I do. It's um, I'm working with a friend right now on a on a web series, and we're just kind of writing stuff. And but we're trying to meet, talk once a week. He lives in Austin, and so that one has a little more of a schedule to it. But it's, there's no like I don't have it in the mornings or something, you know. Like that one, oh, I'm consistently trying to work on it when I have time. Um, but then I think. You know, like songs and stuff. That's really. I feel like I come up with a lot of things in the car, and then I'll just record it. Uh, you like record yourself humming? Yeah, sing it or something, um, or or just whenever. And then I'll come back to it, and then I'll work on it. Maybe I'll sit down and just play something for like a while until something evolves out of that or not. Boy, technology has saved our fucking asses these I days. I love it. I love it so much because I have. Oh, well, I used to do it with all these little, those little, uh, t- tiny cassette tapes that for like you know like I used to walk around with one of those I have boxes full of not boxes but like I have like a lots of those lying around that are that I used to do that with um I don't know there's no yeah no schedule I just remember seeing like it's actually a Tom Hanks movie but he comes up with a song and he's writing it on the steam of the mirror yeah <laughs> I was like but I mean it's like nowadays you just go and pick up your fucking phone <laughs> yeah it's like I guess that's what the people used to, you know, write it out too, because they didn't have recording. Mozart could have probably gotten that shit done a lot faster if he was around today. Yeah, if he just had a, yeah. I wonder, like, it probably took months to write that shit. Actually, yeah, but those guys were so fast they could just and they could hear all the parts in their head and they just write. I mean, they're that's called crazy. That's like some other thing. I don't know what that is. I wonder if there's any. You don't hear about these people anymore who are just like mad geniuses, right? Like that. Yeah, I guess they've just adopted other. Well, I don't know who. I don't know anybody who writes out their, you know. But you know, their all the notes and whatnot on the page. But I, I mean, they exist. I know people that must do it. I just all the people <laughs> I know. I think maybe jazz guys. Maybe yeah, those guys would do it, or like people probably who 
But even some of the, like, I've heard some of the people that score films, like, um, what's his pants with, um, he was in... Mother's Bow? Yeah, no. Is that Oingo Boingo guy? Yeah. No, that Mother's Bow is uh, Devo. Oingo. Devo, right, yeah. The Oingo Boingo guy. Yeah, I can't think uh, of his name. He's the Simpsons dude. Why yeah. can't I think of his name right now? Anyway, he, I, and this may be totally made up, but he, like, sings stuff into tape recorders, too, and doesn't... I don't know. I always, I Tom always, Waits does that. Does he? Yeah. Those are the stories that made me happy hearing because then I always felt like, I, I don't know about writing everything out and I was everything was ear, I, everything is still ear-based. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Like, when I'm playing with people, I, especially on guitar, I just, they're like, how is it, what is it? And I have to just show them the, and they have to figure, hopefully they know what's going on. They know what chord it is or whatever. I mean, the basic chords I know, but then there's a lot of just like making up, you know, stuff like, playing things in weird places and I didn't it, it always fascinates me because I can't I love music but I have no I kind of play drums but I just I that and painting are two things I wish I could do because it's just that's to me it's magical paintings I feel the same way drawing painting anything like that I, I don't you can't do it it's like not at all like after everything I've ever done is looks totally silly um, yeah my my drawing has not evolved since like four and i'm not even i wish i was kidding it's yeah like feet still are off to the side yeah i can draw a really good uh, a, a really good nose that's it you that's you know you're you, you're i've worked on that a lot and then i would start with the eyes and stuff or the mouth that always looked horrible but the nose was like i don't know how i can do a nose but i yeah i if there was a brief period as a child i thought about being a cartoonist and i had a character i figured it was like hippie joe or something yeah <laughs> he was always smoking doobies this is like third grade yeah I have I had no idea. I what, wish you, do you still have some of those? No, I wish I did. That would be good. I always had a fascination for hippies and like outsiders. It's really weird. Even like that young, I was like interested in the troublemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like, like you, like there's certain things you just like, you look back and you're like, oh, I've always been just kind of strange. Yeah. It didn't go away. There's a thing in my baby book that's like steals drinks from my dad's, steals Sips off the drinks and then falls down and hits his head to get laughs. I was like, I've been doing that my entire life, getting drunk and falling down to get a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, Alex is a kid. Yeah, I guess you get it quick because you learn that that's, if you look for that kind of praise, right? I guess. Like my mom talked about how she loved school growing up and it's because that's a place where she got, she was good at it and then, and she got praised there, you know, and, and, and like the opposite for me, um, I didn't do well in school, so I hated school. I mean, I think a lot of people do hate school, but I really didn't like it just because I'm, I you just, know, just ugh. I wanted, to, I wanted to be, I'd like, I just wanted to be home alone. Not the movie, Not but the, <laughs> but I just wanted, like, it, which is, hasn't changed. I'll still lock myself up for days. Yeah, I, I didn't used to be like that, but I've become like that. I can be alone for a long time, um, which I like, which oh, isn't necessarily yeah. a good thing for me. I think it's good for me to get out to. I can easily just, like, isolate too much and then, yeah, it's I get where. Yeah, I'm gonna be a weird old man. Like I'm gonna be that guy. Who was like, oh, here's there's the guy with the dogs. But what? I think that's exciting, right? I'm excited about. I'm not excited about the pains of getting old. Um, but um, but the just the freedom of that you can. I feel like, I feel like it's just it's already starting for me. Yeah, like I was just. I used to never wear shorts, and now I'm just like I don't fucking care. Like, and I think that's where old people are just like, I'm going to fart here in the diner. I yeah. don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's, I've seen it. That's great, right? I think that's, I w yeah. Be I'm, yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like the older you get, it, the more zen you get because the less you fucking care. Yeah. 
which is kind of, but it's like it's so it's so good. It's so I love it. I just wish I could have started picking up on that earlier. Yeah, because I feel like the more older I get, which I think is fucked, because a lot of our the people who control creativity want the young kid, and it's like I'm like. I'm sorry, but most 20-year-olds don't know what the fuck to write about. Yeah. You need to be crushed by life. Yeah. And then learn how to not be crushed by it. And then that side is really awesome. Like, that's like the old, you have those weird moments in like a grocery store or some like weird shop with like an old man. Some scene happens and he looks at you and he gives you like a weird wink and says something kind of like funny but weird. And I can't think of an example, but that's the kind of stuff that I think is awesome is that they're just, they're just like, I want to be that kind of old person that can just kind of make an observation about the situation, and it's kind of. But you can be that guy now. Well, I, I it's true. I feel like I'm I'm working toward it, but <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lot of years of uh, breaking down the yeah weird, I, weird shit that I, I learned. But it's a thin line too between being that guy and being kind of uh, angry about the world because you. Because if you're angry too, you just be like, "Fuck it, I don't give a shit." Like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna say what I want." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, sans the hostility is the way to. Yeah, you have to kind of be somehow have some joy in that mix. If you you can be that kind of like observer of the world and say things, but then also if you're kind of um, maybe a little bit crazy looking, <laughs> or like you just you're just you just you don't care. Like you said, you don't care. Well, it's like some old guys just like, well, you probably can't do it anymore, but like I remember as a kid, old guys just like pinching fannies and yeah. and people would be like, oh, oh, oh you are an old You're crazy. <laughs> but, the, and then like speaking of, because like there's, I don't know, sort of the Zen, I mean, do you find, because you're a very spiritual person, mm. right? I don't know. Yeah. I consider you like, very, you've given me a number of books that have changed my. What? Well, you gave me that Zen book. Yeah. I I I definitely and, am fascinated with all that stuff. You would you feel like there's a c- connection between? Because I feel like there is. If, if to having a spiritual, like is, like Zen and creativity seem very unison. Yeah. Um, well, I think I'm. It's the same. I'm searching for the same thing in some way with both of those. So. Um, there's there's a connection between like creation of whatever sort and and um and they're both it's it's the same i'm just search it's the searching side of each side of like what um do you, do you know what you're searching for is it just like blind sort of well i'm probably right now the most part just uh i feel like looking for um I, really, it's come down to like I. I actually just want to be a nice guy. <laughs> Honestly, that's no. It. That's like, a great thing. That's it. Like if I can somehow figure out a way just to be a good, good guy as much of the time as possible. Um, I mean, I don't know how that deals with creativity, but I think if I'm that guy, then I'm probably more creative because I'm more at peace, and then and then I'm, um, I just I kind of follow what what works, and and then that leads me to happiness again. They're all kind of interconnected. It's like that idea of following what works. That's been a new kind of um, epiphany of like, if you just do, it's like that, it's like Wayne White in the documentary. White. It's so hard to say it's, his I name. I always want to say Wayne White. Wayne. Um, it's a vocal warm-up. It is. Uh, he just did that. I mean, he was also kind of went crazy too, I think it sounds like, but it's still, um, 
Yeah, I think there is a. I mean, I don't know. I think there is a. Uh, there is a, a thin line with creativity and kind of going because sometimes you fucking really dar- delve into some your own personal weirdness, and you drum up a lot of. Like I've kind of gone nuts. I had a period where I just I was like in a constant state of anxiety and it felt like like at the worst breakup you ever had is how I felt for months yeah and there was nothing really I was just like I don't know why I'm feeling this way and it was like I either need to get help or I'm gonna hang myself <laughs> that's how I was thinking yeah I don't you feel like those those are the the, the people especially um especially musicians that, that I'm really drawn to like the I like those when when that's happening and they put that into music or into you know whatever um uh i think some people might forget that some people use that as a as a as a vessel to get rid of their crazy and then people hear it and be like i gotta be fucked up and weird right to be creative yeah it was like one of the it was their outlet i definitely that's happened to me where i've been in a place where like i just i'm so crazy i just have to you know i'm like i gotta do this thing and and it's gonna get i gotta get it out right now and it's 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 so therapeutic it's so like um it's so purging um i don't know if it totally heals it but it definitely it makes it tall it makes it tolerable yeah it gives it it gives it some kind of definition i think that's what i like about it is that like you suddenly kind of see what what you're in the middle of you know it's like it's hard to be in the middle i felt like that, that like that recently where I'm in the middle of something that's happening. And I, I think this has happened to me before, but it's happening again right now. Um, that it's kind of being built around me, but I can't exactly see it until I step outside of it. And then when you put these things into into projects or into concepts, you create things, then you're able to stand back and look at it and then you have some kind of perspective. So you, you don't really get to enjoy it until maybe later. I mean, you can enjoy the creation of it, but you don't you won't be able to understand it maybe until a little later. Um, uh, I think that's what's fun about creating. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have too. I feel like I, when I'm miserable, I'm not creative. <laughs> like I feel like when I'm happy and like like in my relationship with my dame now and like Yeah. You're more creative when you're happy? Yeah, I feel like a lot more inspired. And if I'm like I mean I've had written some pretty decent things when I've been miserable or but I think I was hoping seeking to get out of it. Yeah, uh, I, like it was like, all right, this is gonna like that screenplay I wrote that you read. Yeah, I was like, this is the end of this era of right. being a drunken buffoon who dates women who are too young for him. <laughs> yeah, but you enjoyed writing it, cause or did or I you... did? I did. Okay, I don't know if I was at the happiest at that moment in life, but I guess it's both ways. Yeah, like sometimes it just feels good to get it out, and that's part of helps you get out of it, but also. I feel like I'm most creative when I just don't feel like I'm trapped in something. Like if I feel like I'm doing something I'm not into, then it just shuts everything down. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, it's I've got I've it's gotten a little easier to to do stuff that's not just like coming out of sparks of things, like to come up with a concept and try to create something out of it. But um, it's never as fun as when it just like you don't feel the the you know. That's why it's like if you can set up a situation where that you at least it seems like you have that kind of freedom it's all in your brain i think you probably always have that kind of freedom but like if you you give yourself the right tools or the situation you know it's like it's like taking you know psychedelics or something it's like you don't want to trip with the wrong people in the wrong place 
No. Did you I mean, it's always better. Did I? Did you do a lot of hallucinogens? I did some. I didn't do a... I mean, it I did, I I did some, yeah. Because I know there's people who are like, changed everything about my life. Like, completely changed my perspective. And then some people are... Like, I don't know. I feel like it affected my perceptions. Yeah, it definitely... It did to a point, And then I was just like, oh, this again, kind of... <laughs> like, you hit... I remember the last time I did mushrooms, I thought like, oh... Like, why did I come back here again? Like, I yeah. already, already kind of know this. Yeah, that's how I felt about acid. But then, you know what? You just got to take more. You do. Because you... <laughs> I know people who take, like, five hits of acid. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, I would never... One was... Did the job. Yeah, that's actually a drug that I didn't want to... Once I was done with it... Other drugs I, lo- I wanted to keep doing, certainly, over and over again. Uh, but that's one that when it was over, I was like, I'm good for a little while. I do not want to do that again. And I don't believe flashbacks happen. People say, that I've never had an acid flashback. Yeah, I think that maybe you have to do a lot to have that. I think I did a lot. Maybe not Timothy Leary a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I never had one either. But I didn't really do that much acid. I did more. I didn't do a lot of psychedelics. I did some. But yeah, I have friends who still are like, "Oh, you got to take some." Like, like I'm like in my. They'll be like, "They'll get rid of, get rid of that ego shit." You're <laughs> like, it's like it's weird that a friend in his late thirties would be like, "Take some acid." Yeah, I think that now <laughs> that would be really bad for me. I feel like it's kind of a young man's game to take LSD or something like that. Like I feel like if I did it now, I would just totally freak myself out. Uh, I mean, I guess to the levels, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, I need to, if I want to get rid of some of that stuff, I got to come at it from a different, different, you, different way. I feel like there's still some dark, like what is in there that you need what's to get in, out of? What's in my, uh, Cause I feel like I got yeah, a lot of no, like clouds of darkness that I really, like I feel like sometimes like I feel it in my back. Like I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, that's why I can't smoke pot. Makes it makes me aware of negative elements of my persona yeah that's how i was too I, I can't smoke it either um it wasn't fun anymore um yeah there's definitely old past stuff i still want to deal with probably with certain people things that i want to like address and um i didn't mean to dr- ask oh, for no, something too yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. I don't know what the, what the question was exactly. Yeah. I want I, I, I want you to tell my audience about uh, your the molestations. Dark, the darkest parts of my soul. <laughs> the darkest points. Um, I forget that I, um, I am a person who kind of offers that up a lot. And I'm like, oh, not everybody wants to be. No, I, I'll say it. I'll say whatever. So you were molested. I was. <laughs> by a, uh, by a, um, a wizard. Oh, yeah. That's got me, too. Wizards and hobos. Wizards and ho- A lot of hobos <laughs> put their dirty hands on me. Do you set, uh, like, now that you're doing Holy Folk, which I actually just got, uh, that's going to be kind of, you get a good solid write-up there from, uh, what was that, what was the write-up in? Buzz Band? Buzz Bands. And we got a a premiere of a... <laughs> Those are my local cats. Cats having some fun. Uh, that sounds horrible, but they're actually enjoying it, I think. Maybe they're fighting. That could either be sexiness or that could be cat fucking maybe they're fucking and fighting maybe it's like one of those cats who they get into choking the scratching yeah biting um yeah that's going well actually the holy folk thing we got we premiered a song they played a song on KCRW last weekend and um it's got some momentum it's cool it's fun it's cool just you know that's gotta be it's fun I yeah. mean it's weird when you like it, I don't yeah it's all you know 
I feel, I feel like everything I I'm ever a part of is feels like some kind of experiment. So it's like, well, where will this go? You know, like it's it's uh, um, yeah. I hope it, you know, people like it. That's all I know, you know. And it's fun. They already do. What? Well, they already do. Every time I play your stuff, people go batshit for it. That's that's awesome. And it's like the. I mean, I've said it to you a million times, but the first time I saw you guys play, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it was like one of those. I was really into LA bands, and I was like, "Oh, but these guys kind of win right now." <laughs> it's like, was that and that was at the little radio thing, right? Yeah, you you repeatedly say how terrible you that are. That was the one. I remember thinking how bad that show was. Like, yeah, and that. So again, there it is. Like no, and you gave me a record, and at the time I didn't have a record player, but I didn't want to be uncool. You were like, I, yeah, <laughs> love vinyl, love it. Here we go. Oh, where can I put this in my vinyl collection? It's yeah. so full. <laughs> do you? But then, like, if you say things are an experiment, do you have like like boundaries you want to like? You're like, all right, I got can't do this anymore. I want to get fucking really weird with this next. Uh, yeah, I think that I feel that way all the time. It's hard to be in the moment with the thing that you're doing and be into it. I'm having, you know, it's it's I don't know. But there, I definitely want, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a, uh, what were you just saying? I was just saying, like, what what you, what did, like, I, I guess it maybe I worded it poorly. Like, what you, what are you ultimately, what is the end goal? Like, I mean, do you want to just, like, Tom Waits started off being a goofy piano song guy, and then he got, then he became Tom Waits and just continuously gets weirder. Yeah, I think I wanted, you know, Holy Folk was definitely more of an attempt to, uh, you know, I think uh, keep it a little more simple in some ways. Um, but then I, I also like the idea of like creating something that's really like bombastic and nuts again and like see, I think it's just whatever is ex- inspiring me. So like um, if I hear something, like I've been listening to a lot of music recently that's uh, that I listen to like, you know, in high school and college and kind of coming back to what, what was I into then? And like, you know, it's just whatever you get, if something gets kind of stale, like if you, if you keep writing songs on one instrument and you're kind of writing the same old songs then pick up another one and, um, write songs, you know, I've been playing more bass recently. So the songs I write on a bass are different than what I'd write on piano. So that changes up things. That's kind of cool that you would write a song on bass. Yeah, it's it, 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 that's actually the first instrument I played in a like a band in college was a, I played bass. So it feels like I'm coming full circle in a way doing stuff like that. Um, it's it's weird because also it, it, I find myself playing you know, ways that um, also kind of freak me out a little bit. Like just it's it, it kind of like it's something I wouldn't do now. I don't know. It's like just coming back to something and you know, um, yeah. Fuck the police! Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there because we are we're re- we're at the end. We did it. This was awesome. Did you enjoy yourself? I had a, it was awesome ride. What do you have uh, to what plug? What, how can people hear your stuff? Bandcamp, uh, lessblanks.com. Less blanks. Uh, I mean, no, lessblanks.com. Uh, that band's been kind of on a hiatus, but we're we have an album coming out sometime. Um, Holy folk music. dot com. That band is playing um, this Friday, which will probably be in the past when this is airing. 
But we have a, we have a release show at El Cid. Um, is that on, next Friday? No, that's not the that's that's uh no the release show is the June twentieth at El Cid, and that album comes out on the eighteenth of June. Um, so that that one, you know, is coming up. Um, but can you play the the conversations for Matt Dwyer theme song and just have me come out and walk across the stage? Can you do that at the Holy Folk Show? Is that wrong? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I want you to come dance on the stage, though. I will do that. Like, uh, who had that? that uh, nobody's going to get this reference. The band Hazel used to ha- just have a just tall, balding, bearded guy in shorts, and he would just dance. I think Stone. Uh, I think Happy Mondays did that too. They just had some doo doo danced. There was a really bad funk band in Austin when I grew up called Retarded Elf that um, had. Yep, that's had, a bad band. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they had dancers with like props, and it was horrible. I actually liked it, but now when I listen to it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I can't believe I liked this. This is horrible, horrible music. There's there's stuff. I'll f- flip through old CDs that I still have, and I'm just like, it's like, like cringe. Yeah. It, yeah. Even like stuff that like universally was considered really good. Like that's, yeah. I don't want to say any because people will be like, you're, I, you're not. Yeah. But where I'm just like, oh, this band was not good. Yeah. I have a lot of that. They've done, members have done really impressive things as producers and stuff, but yeah. the bands are just, you're just like, oh, you blow. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I wish I could talk to that version of me and be like, what do you find good about this? I wish I could talk to that version of me about a lot of things. Yeah. Because then I wouldn't be this version of me now. Yeah. <laughs> I like this version of you, though. I know. I know. Like I said, inner conflict. Thank you, Josh Caldwell. Thank you, Matt Dreyer. thank you very much for listening to conversations with matt dwyer i hope you enjoyed yourselves i hope you enjoyed josh caldwell i hope you're groovy Uh, if you enjoyed the show please tell your friends about it thank your friends about it you could donate money to amazon.com well you can go through amazon the link there on my page you can buy some stuff on amazon i get a kickback i get some dough from them you can go to uh also the same page and you just donate money you don't have to buy shit at Amazon don't buy junk don't buy junk just because you want to give me money just give me money don't buy a cup of coffee this week at Starbucks make it at home give me the two dollars it helped me it helped Dustin Marshall who puts these edits these things um also speaking of Dustin Marshall listen to other shows on Feral Audio uh, James Urbaniak whose name I can't pronounce correctly I think maybe I did a wonderful actor and performer and writer. Uh, he has a podcast on here that everybody's talking about. You might want to check that out. I gotta check it out. I haven't yet, but I'm a huge fan of his, so I know it's gonna be fucking good. Thank you for listening to the show. Love one another. Love yourselves. Love the one you're with. I hope you're still tonight.
government it is the mission of the national security agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security the nsa has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary tapped incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the nsa now on feralaudio.com